And you remind me of a boat because I want to ride it. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. One man, one tree, and a hill. I'm your host, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champ, stand-up comedian. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Before we start, we want to say congratulations to the president-elect, Mr. Joe Biden Jr., ladies and gentlemen, and Vice President or Madam Vice President Kamala Harris, ladies and gentlemen. That is the news that's happening in the world. I, oh, well, freak. Well, let's let's get to our sponsors before we get into the to the news, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is sponsored by Frontline Roofing and Restoration. Frontline Roofing and Restoration is a company down in Ohio that restores roof and restore and restorizes roofs, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in Ohio and you're having this situation, ladies and gentlemen, the number to contact this company is 513-375-7050. If you would like to email them, it's frontline.roof at gmail.com. And you can visit their website, www.frontlineroofingohio.com. Also, this podcast is sponsored by AD by the Sea, ladies and gentlemen. AD by the Sea is a jewelry company of our dear friend AD, uh, black black entrepreneur living in Hawaii, banging and making custom jewels where we get our jewels from the podcast from her. So make sure you support her business. We're going to put a link for her inside our bio. So back to Joe Biden and Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, big Joe Biden did it. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say that I am wrong. Two years ago or a year ago when we started this podcast, I thought that it would be Trump winning again. I really thought that he was going to win again. Just logically looking at it, I didn't think, I didn't know that Joe Biden could flip Georgia, man. (laughs) But shout out to the people in Georgia, Georgia, freaking Nevada. Uh, Who else? Arizona. I was surprised. I was so surprised. And, uh, there's a lot of, and it's really on the president, former, uh, I guess, President Trump. Does he want to divide the House? Because he has 70 million people, 70 people that are willing and loyal to him. If I was President Trump, I would drop a book after that called Who Framed or Who Robbed Me. That will be a bestseller, and I would just I would just feed my fan base. Man, I would, shoot, I would do a whole full stand-up tour, a full stand-up tour. That's what I would do, all those little MAGA comics. I would freaking just do that, MAGA night. And you could really cash out on that. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's over. It's over. Uh, Joe Biden won by, I think, 290, 290 electoral. College. He won 290, and he got the popular vote. So uh, it's it's done. And it really took everything to beat Donald Trump. I really didn't think that. I didn't think Joe Biden had it in him. But I think people were just ready to get the president out of the White House. And I live in Harlem. I live in New York. So it was wild. So what happened was Saturday night, and we're going to fill you in what's happening with the podcast. Saturday, I think it was Saturday. Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday. I think it was Sunday. No, Saturday. What was that? Saturday? When did Joe Biden get? Saturday? It was Saturday because I was leaving for a show, and I heard all these pots and pans banging. And I was like, F, all right, the nurses are coming home. This is kind of early for the nurses to get off work. And next you know, I walked out the west side of Harlem, and next you know, I see everybody popping bottles. I'm like, what the freak is going on? And like, President Trump is gone. Trump is gone. And everybody's just yelling out, you about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. The people start popping champagne, shaking it like a little Wayne video. And uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen celebrations three different times. I remember 2008 when I first voted. I remember when Obama won. I was in Greenville, North Carolina. And I was talking to these boys, uh, these dudes that are in our dorm. They're definitely conservative dudes. And they're just telling me their views. And they're just like, man, if Mitt, I think he ran against Mitt Romney. They're like, if Mitt Romney wins, 
He goes, we're not going to celebrate. We're not going to have a party. It's going to be a regular thing. He said, but I'm telling you, if Obama wins, people are going to run down this block and party and rub it in everybody's face. And I was like, dude, no, it's not. And as soon as Obama was announced, you just see this large march from like College Hill all the way down. And everyone meets in West Side Dining Hall. People are like crying and stuff like that. I remember because this chick was crying on me. I was like, yeah. I was, <laughs> she was just crying on me. I was like, yeah, what the freak? Yeah. So I remember it was, yeah, I remember that was Obama. Then I remember in 2016 when Hillary Clinton and President Trump were going at each other. And I was in New York. It's when I first moved to New York. And I had a feeling he was going to win. And I was telling people, I was, like, I was driving through this country. I think he's going to flip a lot of states. They didn't believe it. And we're in Times Square, and everyone's ready for this big, massive party. And all these food trucks are like, these catering food trucks, they're getting ready to, like, you know, bring food in. And Trump announced that they announced he, she concedes. And then the caterers just, like, people are sad, crying on the train and stuff. And all this food, I remember, because these food trucks are there. And the guy goes, y'all just take the food. Anyone can take the food. The party's over. I said, anybody? He goes, yeah. So I took, so I was the first one. I took this big pan, and it wasn't heated yet. It, was, it wasn't as hot. I took this big pan, and I put hot dogs, hamburgers. I had a lot of steaks. I had a private food for about a week and a half, a week and a half. But as soon as I took it, all these homeless people came out of nowhere. Talking about, oh, 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 oh. They started grabbing rice. They started grabbing rice. I'm like, yeah, Trump is the best thing that ever happened. I was like, whoa, whoa, slow down. But, uh, yeah, and then this this democracy, I think people are more celebrating I can't speak for everyone, but I think a lot of people are just celebrating Trump being out of office than Joe Biden. My theory is Joe Biden does maybe two years, and they say he falls, and they just sit him down. They put him in that rocking chair. He's 78 years old or 77, and that's look, seeing him run at 77 was impressive, but still, I know he was tired. So and people are like wondering, because when they announce it, you see Kamala's post or she goes, we did it, Joe, we did it, we did it, we... I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta play the clip. All right, here we go. This is my favorite clip. Listen to this. We did it, Joe. You're gonna be the next president of the United States. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. You're gonna be the next president of the United States. She... <laughs> I don't know why she sounded like that, man. She sounded like... I don't know if anybody watched John Q before. John Q... Where Kimberly Elise, when they had to tell, they had to tell, there's, all right, John Q, if you don't know, Denzel Washington plays this movie, plays his dad, and he has bad health insurance, and his son has a heart attack when he's running around a football, a baseball field, and he takes the hospital hostage, and they go, why don't you just tell him that his son got a heart? So they tell him, and he calls his wife, and his wife tells him first, and they tell his wife that he's got the heart, and she goes, you did it, John, you did it, his name is on the list, John, you did it. <laughs> His name is on the list, John. You did it. You did it, John. And then he gets on the phone with his son. He's all like, hey, Dad. He goes, give me one of them. What is Denzel Washington? Give me one of those uh, those, uh, those flex. He goes, yeah, Dad. I'm going to get a heart. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, uh, prayers up to this country, man. The leader of the free world. We've got a new president. People around the world are celebrating. That, that's dope, man. That's dope. And the question is, will President Trump, you know, what will he do? What will he do next? Will he you know, pardon all his boys? Will he pardon a lot of the people that was, you know, getting in trouble with him, you know? Shout out to people who don't want to pay taxes, but it just shows that a lot of people now are Republicans, you know? A lot of people are Republicans. A lot of people are flipping. A lot of people are independent parties. All right, other news, what's happening? Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Trebek, uh, the host of Jeopardy. And he was a host for over 34 years, man. Sometimes when you have a comfortable 
a face that you remember. I know my coworker. I literally we we're talking about it last week about Alex Trebek, and she goes, "Don't you talk about Alex Trebek? Alex Trebek is Alex Trebek. Pretty much raised me." I was like, "What? He raised me?" I was like, "Yeah." So they said Alex Trebek, excuse me, spent his final days watching uh, The Horizon with his wife Jean. Uh, he spent his okay. They said that he died on November eighth. We clearly know that a lengthy battle with stage four pancreatic cancer, and that's pretty much what the Black Panther had. Uh, the host not only kept his fans updated about his health battle, but every step of the way, but he continued his job as hosting the popular trivia game show as well. Speaking on the Today Show, the game show executive producer Mike Richardson shared some insight of how the 80-year-old television icon spent his last days on Earth. Even in his book, he described that he wanted his final day to be sitting on his wing next to his wife, watching the sunrise, and he got to do that. Wow, that's amazing. He said that Trebek had always been particularly fond of the swing of his property and even fixed it to himself earlier this year. He was very coherent. He wasn't in pain. In fact, he was very nice on his final days, making us all feel better about the Jeopardy host. In a separate clip, the host played an old video in which Trebek broke the tension on the set during the Jeopardy game that featured the record winner Ken Jennings coming out with, without plants. Excuse me, without coming without pants. He wanted the contestant to perform at the highest level and felt the regret for not doing Jeopardy. So, oh, okay, that this is what I'm reading about. So what happened was they said that Dallas Trebek recorded 30 episodes. So these next weeks are going to be the last episodes that he recorded because I guess he knew he was going to die. So, yeah, man, it's the end of an era. End of an era. Hopefully his life was right, man. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Jeopardy, man, that music. I remember they used raps to his music, that, that Jeopardy theme song. So when it was cool, was listening to how the writers talked about how Alex Trebek was introduced to hip-hop. I'm going to play this clip right now. Its host, Alex Trebek, has fielded thousands of clues, but over the last few years, it's often hip-hop-based clues that help the show go viral. Buy a chopper and have a doctor on speed dial, I guess. Mad City. Julia. Who is Kendrick Lamar? Right. Jeopardy's writers have fun giving Trebek rap lyrics to recite. Head writer Billy Weiss told Spin Magazine, quote, You obviously can't get too raunchy at our show, but we try to get some things that sound a little bit goofy coming out of Alex's mouth. Panda Panda. Panda Panda. Panda Panda. Panda. Lily. <laughs> Who is designer? Designer. The writers acknowledge that hip-hop clues on Jeopardy often receive extra attention, especially when contestants get seemingly obvious clues wrong. This is Jeopardy. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Young money militia and I am the commissioner. You don't want to start wheezy because the F is for finisher. Alex. Who is Kanye West? No. What? Or mispronounce the title of a song. Our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago, Nick. You said gangsters instead of gangstas on that song by Coolio. So we take 3,200 away from you. So when is the first time Jeopardy featured hip-hop? We reach out to the folks at J-Archive, a fan site with over 300,000 clues dating back to Trebek's first episode in 1984. This is Jeopardy! To their knowledge, the earliest clue was in 1988 in the category Fat Music, saying... Hefty rappers who joined Chubby Checker for a new version of the twist in 1988. What is the Fat Boys? Six foot. So, uh, yeah, it's dope, man. I think it's dope. I love hip-hop, man. Hip-hop is what I'm uh, the class of. But, you know, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. I'm pretty sure your impact on this world does not go unnoticed. So, the podcast. So, a lot of people have been hitting us up. We get, you know, we got, we got a lot of people listening to this podcast. And a lot of people said because of the election and everything else, they're getting caught up on episodes. So to hold off. So what we're going to do is, and a lot of people are asking for the full clip of episodes, meaning that you want part one and part two fully together. So I'm going to do that for you. We're going to edit them, and we're going to put the full episodes out. 
This week, we're going to drop the One Tree Hill episode. And then the next week, after the Woody's Roundup, we're going to start with our new guest coming up this week. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, a lot of people emailing me about the Janet episode. And thank you for all of your emails. Uh, I'm going to let you guys know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was it was so brave. Like we're cool now. When people ask me, like, you know, how does how does that relationship work now? Like we're just we're just friends. We're friends, and you know, obviously, you got to be a friend to have that type of conversation with another friend like that to explore and open old wounds and see what goes on. But yo, that was that was freaking dope and amazing. A lot of people emailing me like, oh, I can't believe you were that toxic dude. And let me break it down. Like that was the be- the peak of the to- that was the beginning of the toxicity. I think. My toxic ways have changed to be like more sweet toxic, right? That was me when I was blatantly toxic. Then I learned how to adopt and do everything else. But I'll do. We'll start doing episodes calling toxic level one, toxic level two. We'll do. We'll do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, there was. You know, I was a young man, young man. But I thank you to all the dudes writing me saying thank you for being open. You know, I think that I say this all the time. I uh. You got to write your own story, man. No one can speak for me. If something were to happen to me, if somebody were to speak to me, nobody knows my emotions but me. Nobody knows how I feel about people but me. You know, so I might as well just talk about how I feel about life, and this is what this podcast is about. That's what I do. So that's my my whole MO, and I'm an open book. You know what I mean? When people say they don't know anything about me, just listen to the podcast. You'll find it out. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that was part one, part two, and then part three, we definitely switched it up. And I'm going to hit her up and email her and just like, look, you got to answer these questions. People have questions about your life, everything else. But she's not, she's not, she's not like a stand-up comic. She's not, she's not like that. So, you know, she barely gets on social media. So, you know, I, I'm going to check it on her. I'm going to tell her. But I don't tell her. I told her the story's amazing. That's what I told her. That's why we had to get her up there. And I have so many other friends that this, trust me, this, this 2020 is going to be great. We got nothing but great episodes coming up, man. Dope people, everything else, which is good. Uh... So yeah, that was that was Janet. And the people keep emailing me, just keep emailing me. Some people are getting caught up. Some people are on uh, episode one. People are getting on episode two. Uh, a lot of people who just started the podcast started exactly at uh, the birth of a toxic male. They're like, what the freak is going on? So they're going back. So we're good. Our goal is we're about to enter December. Let me calculate it up. We got, okay, we're entering December. We have one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven. We have seven weeks until December. Seven weeks until December. We got seven weeks until December. Seven weeks until December. Okay. We are going to, and we need 30 more episodes. We're going to try to get 100. Our goal is to try to get 100 by January 1st. We started this podcast in February. We launched it in February. We're going to try to get to 100. That's our goal, get to 100. And we got nothing but you know we got nothing we got nothing but we got nothing but we got nothing but heat baby get to 100 then after 100 every year just gets better you get better you start learning so my week my week was actually a really good week it was a really good week uh last monday last monday i went to i went to uh, i had a show canceled you know i hate freaking hate when shows are canceled it's kind of rainy but got the show canceled so I went to my friend Rashad Bashir show. He does a show at Harlem Nights. Now people are back being inside with comedy. We're like on phase. We're back to pretty much normal, but you, they can't really hang inside now. So like if you're doing stand-up, they don't let you hang inside anymore. You got to hang outside and do temperature checks and everything else. But um, came to support my buddy Stefan. And, you know, sometimes it's like a it's you go there to support, but at the same time, you know, something might happen. So I got booked uh, the following week, which was last night, and a really good show there. And then Tuesday, 
that Tuesday, uh, I went to this show, and it, ra- it freaking rained. I think it rained. Yeah, it rains. I freaking hate rain. I love rain, but it happened. And then Wednesday, canceled, whatever. So Wednesday. Wednesday is our tr- show, Training Day Comedy. And uh, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm getting proud of Matthew. We had, a, we had a really dope lineup. We had, like, Norlex. We had Norlex, Casey Aurora. Casey Aurora is my guy. Super freaking funny dude, Casey Aurora. Then we had my girl Chinasa, uh, Chinasa, Nora Yaya, uh, freaking April Bodie, Marcus Cordano. It was just a really good night, really good night of comics. We had this dude Milo. <laughs> and uh, if you ever come to our shows, a lot of people who watch, listen to the podcast come. We do an Astoria Park every Wednesday, every Wednesday at 7. Then we started a new show on Saturday at 5. So we've done two weeklies now right there. We partner with the show Comedy and Queen, so we do that show together. And Milo is like a, a resident dude. He's this tall dude that does karate, and he just starts coming to shows and salutes it. So uh, we're sitting there, and Matthew again, you know, he's my he's my homie, but you know, he's he's got he's growing. And I keep telling him, he goes, "Yo, why don't I do this?" And I was like, "Look, man, because he, he's he's young, so he wants to reward he wants to reward his classic comics for showing up to a show." And I'm trying to tell him a part of this game is like you gotta. You got to talk to comics who can help you. You know, you can't reward comics for doing open mic. Like if someone gives you a spot at open mic, that's not the same equation of getting a spot on our, one of our shows. Our show's got quality people, everything else like that. They hustled you, man. They hustled them, right? And he doesn't know because instead of asking me, they ask him because they know I would definitely say no. So what happened was he goes, what do you think? I said, look at these com- look at these comics right here that's in your class. They know how to hustle. They know how to be in the right places where people know their names and, and you know, they're getting their names out there. He goes, yeah, I'm funny. I was like, it doesn't matter how funny you are. You got to actually, you got to put yourself out there. He goes, how am I not putting myself out there? I said, look where you're standing right now. You're standing to the corner. You're not interacting with the comics. You're not interacting with the comics. You just, you're just chilling. You're just sitting here quiet, isolated. He goes, no, I'm just, and his girl at the time, she's there. And these, <laughs> one thing I can say about Long Island chicks, these chicks will speak up for themselves, even if it's not about them. She had a few, and she goes, wait, hold up. Are you talking about me? Because if you're talking about me, I can freaking leave. <laughs> I don't want to be holding them back. If you think I'm holding them back, trust me, let me know, because I don't, I'm like, I'm like, what the freak? I'm like, I'm saying I'm talking to her. No, it's not about you. I'm just making an example. Like, the example is me. I was like, oh, freak. I said, like, look, we love you. I'm trying to tell them about being isolated. I said, you have to be a part of the scene, man. You just can't be isolated because they're going to think, I'm running the show. You got to be out there. Hi, what's up? I'm Matthew. Blah, 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 blah. Shake and bake. So when you go to these places, you can pull up. I said, people know you're funny. I said, they, peop- they, I said, they, they understand that you're funny. I said, but sometimes they just got to see that you're out here. But, you know, he's growing. He's getting better. He did freaking, we did the show Saturday, and he did a really, really freaking good set. And I was like, golly, Matthew, put that, put that sauce on it now. I think out of his classic comics, he's the strongest 20-year-old comic that's coming up. At all of them, he's the only one that has time. Like, he can do time. Like, when I was young like that, I had time. And I know what it's like to have time but no connections, right? So, you know, what he has to do is just keep keep hustling. But sometimes you got to stay out of Long Island. You know, I know it's cool to do Long Island because that's your backyard and it's closer to home. But you got to be in the city. More time in the city equates to more more time elsewhere you know city time is everything so uh that was wednesday uh you know i'm very proud of him he's still doing better uh thursday we did the show at unruly unruly manny cruz dope dope funny dude 
uh, almost hurt me a little bit when he told me he was about to hang up his comedy cleats. I was like, why, man? And he made a good point. And he you know, likes producing better. He likes doing everything else. And I said, like, yeah, well, do our show before you quit. And he produced a really good show. Uh, the thing about sometimes with comedians, right, when comedians support each other, some comics don't know how to shut what we call the F up, right? So meaning like if you go to a show and the show is in the backyard and there's 25 people in the crowd and 15 comics, the comics are going to talk. The comics are going to, you know, do everything else. But as they're talking, they're being, you know, mad disrespectful to the comics that are coming up. So I'm like telling people, yo, sh- yo, she's on stage trying to record something. Yo, relax. Oh, yeah, we're here. Like, yeah, I get you're here to see me, but like for real, like, like let's chill not even to see me just like i get you here to chill but at least like have some respect dog you know come on kings so i talked to this dude and he goes yo my bed i'm mad loud i said just step inside that's all you gotta do step inside and it was a dope show me shoddy jessica and trina and those are the tres tres bitches i told him to introduce me as the fourth bitches but <laughs> but it's actually really good so i closed the i closed the show out they told me to do 15, you know, I did 26. <laughs> but I just asked, I was, I always ask, like, do you guys have to go? If y'all don't have to go, let me know, right? Just like me when you want me to go, because if not, I'll hang an hour up here, because I love working on jokes. But it was uh, just a really dope night to just be there. That was Thursday. Friday, I went to Staten Island, and uh, it was a good show. I don't usually like hosting shows unless it's my own show, or if I'm hosting for a comic I respect and stuff like that, because sometimes comics use a person of color to host as the diversity and i'm definitely not a diversity hire at all so when people hit me up and ask me to host their shows like, oh my god you're so much let me host your show i'll say oh thank you respectfully but uh no <laughs> you can give me a spot like a regular person oh you're so great as a host yeah that's my show but uh, you can host your own show as your show why don't you host it the freak how are you booking me to ho- why are you you might as well come to my show if you want me to host but uh you know i respectfully say no and just say you can give me a spot if you want to that'd be a whole lot better or they go, what about next week? Or what about another spot? <laughs> like, if it's at a club that I don't know, I'll host at a club, you know, because I'm trying to get inside there. But once I've done that, you know, let's 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 play ball, baby. But I hosted that show. My dude Andre Thompson did it. And then Saturday, that's when Joe Biden won. I did this a rooftop show. Then I had another show. Got canceled. Got moved again. And I'm just like, freak. I was like, all right. <laughs> Damn. You know, when you have, like, momentum. And then someone pulls the rug off to you, so then you go to my show. My show was good. And uh, it's it's different in the park on Saturdays because there's more kids there. So you got to try to finesse the park. Then when it gets dark, you got to put the lights up in the air. So it was it was an adjustment, but we do the show with Mike Lee. That was good. And then uh, freaking, we went to the Bronx for a mansion party. So we go to the mansion. And uh, as I'm in the Staten Island, one of my homies calls me, and she's talking about, uh, the podcast episode 70 and we're friends and stuff like that but sometimes I can't go back 20 years and figure out where I was and certain everything else like some of stuff is like we're evolving like this you know was I a part of this story was I a part of this I'm like look it ain't about what happened 20 years it's about where we at now how are you in my life now that's the important thing you in my life for a reason now freak <laughs> But sometimes I was guessing, you know, I guess I was very secretive growing up, so I get that. Uh, so, boom. Saturday goes. Saturday I do the show, and uh, we do our show. Then we go to Petey, Petey Diabru's show. He's one of the, this is a staple in the New York comedy. He had his birthday party, which is like a comedy slash birthday party. So I did it. It was So we just went there, hung out, and then my lady, she flies in. She got delayed like six different times, and we pick her up. And uh, we get some chopped cheese, we get some food, and we just 
Oh, I think she fell. She fell asleep. She fell asleep. Fell asleep. But we're like, we're now we're like reorganizing stuff and, you know, repainting and doing blinds and everything else. So it's going good. My life is going good right now. And then Sunday, I had a show in Queens at seven. At seven. But I went to Make It Clap comedy shows at New York Comedy Club. I went there. It's at three thirty. So I get there. I'm kicking it. And you know, they say, Jerry, you want to go up? Uh, F yeah, I always want to go up. <laughs> but sometimes you got to go and do these little, the, the the little showcase spots to get a real spot. So I got that spot. And they're like, Sunday, come do, next Sunday, do some real time. I said, yes, the F I will, sir. So that was Sunday. Then Monday, which was yesterday, I did Harlem Nights, Harlem Nights comedy, Harlem Nights with Rashad Bashir. Really dope night. Dope night, did about 13, 13, 15 minutes. Just a regular spot. Was nice. And then tonight, I'm going to Eastfield Comedy Club at 8 p.m. Tuesday, and I'll be inside uh, telling jokes there. And if you would like to see my schedule for the week, I have a really jam-packed schedule, but I'm excited about what, shoot, all the shows I got. So what's happening? Uh, okay, here we go. The comedy shows I got this week are, so tonight, oh, I'm actually about to, well, I've got to freaking leave now. I'm doing a, a rooftop show. There's a little private show that I'm doing. Uh, then Wednesday, I'm doing the Hendrick Hotel with my dude Julio Luis, Luis and Talon at 6 o'clock. Then our show, Training Day Company, Story Park at 7. Then Thursday through Saturday, I'll be in uh, Connecticut. So anybody that listens in Connecticut, I'll be in Connecticut, Bridgeport, Connecticut, with my dear friend Cam Bertrand. Uh, man, I've been, I love Cam. Me and Cam, been, we started comedy pretty much the same time. When I came back to Tampa, uh, we pretty much, he's in my class of comedy, so... We've done so many road gigs together, everything else, man. So it's just dope. He hit me up. I was like, F, yeah, I'll come out there and do some shows with you, man. So it'll be dope just chicken it with him and, you know, just vibing with him, vibing with a friend from home, you know. So I'm doing that. And then Sunday, I got Make It Clap. And then Sunday night, I'm at Eastfield, Eastfield Comedy Club. That's where I'm supposed to be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, the Woody's Roundup. We're wrapping up our week. Uh, so what's going to happen is this week we're dropping the One Tree Hill episode then we're going to do the Woody's Roundup on Sunday. Then after that, we're going to be dropping Tuesday, this next episode we got coming up. And that's how we're doing. Email me. Hit me up. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. We open season, baby. Uh, to that man, G-Double, a.k.a. Uh, Roland Doja, a.k.a. Big Swick Wheelie. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday. That was my boy Garrett McCall's birthday. And uh, he won't get on the podcast. He's a freaking platypus. He won't get on. I try to get him on, but he doesn't like exploring himself through audio. He does explores himself through music. I've said that several times. But uh, probably one of my old, old, one of my oldest friends. I think him and somebody else. I've been twenty years, twenty years, twenty five years. I've been knowing him. He's one of our, our our sky producers. He listens to the episodes. He tweaks certain things. Uh, he'll give us feedback and everything else, and then we'll put out the episodes. So it is his birthday. He turns thirty three years old, ladies and gentlemen. He's old as f. Uh, he got gray pubes, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this podcast needs to be sponsored by Just For Men so we can get it to Garrett McCall so Roland Doja take us out with a theme song like, subscribe, rate the podcast my name is Jared Waters have a wonderful night, day, good morning whenever you listen to this oh. hey you're live on the podcast one man, one tree in a hill say what up to the people this is when I see black excellence man it's Dave Chappelle Michael Che Lauren Michaels Chris Rock Eddie Murphy all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months.
said, and I said, uh uh-uh, uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.